0: (laughs) seven years in new zealand mate that's a long time
1: it is a very long time yeah i uh went over when i was 18 years old
0: (laughs) why why, why'd you go over was it a runaway from home was it a study was it a (laughs) job was
1: it kind of felt like a runaway in a sense i really wanted to get out of my hometown i was so like itching to get out of there but also um i was huge into rugby and i played for the under 21 canadian team Oh wait, was squeaky. Um <laughs> there is the tour. I played for the under-21 Canadian team and then I decided I wanted to get a bit more experience. So it was either going to um the University of, of Acadia in Nova Scotia, Canada, or move all the way to New Zealand. And I ended up choosing New Zealand. <laughs> and it was actually a coincidence because the um oh
0: yeah, it's all right, it's just my camera.
1: Okay, good um so the UBC coach that that I did like academies through he ended up having a connection in New Zealand um with Omru of all places the tiniest town (laughs) so I ended up there for a start which was actually kind of good because it was either Omru or Auckland and uh Auckland I think would have been quite scary at a start um so Omru was perfect because I could just walk to work or bike to work and um, I did personal training at the time so it was my first job in personal training so I got to play a lot of rugby there for North Otago and then got looked at by Otago and then ended up moving into big old Dunedin <laughs> a lot wow. bigger than Omaru. yeah
0: dude Oamaru being the yeah. first place you go to
1: <laughs> I know it was like to me it was such a beautiful place i still love it because it's got so much like historical buildings and history behind it and it's just it is a very beautiful small town um and but then it's like everybody knows everybody's business as well and i'm like not a fan of that because that was what my hometown was like so it's like get me out of here <laughs> but um...
0: funny,
1: man. Like, what, <laughs> what
0: what do you think drew drove you out of home you know i uh I love um, hearing these stories of everybody kind of jumping ship and like, right, I'm going, <laughs> see you later. And it's literally yes. like the other side of the world, man.
1: I know. I I definitely, well, to be fair, a week before I left, I was like, I can't do this. This is not happening. This is <laughs> this is too much, but it's kind of too late by that point. <laughs> um, but I like growing up, I didn't really enjoy well. Through high school and stuff, I got bullied a bit. and I just didn't enjoy my hometown. I used rugby as like my out for everything. So going home, I didn't really enjoy it either. I had like things growing up that I just, they were really hard for me and I just wanted to get out of the house, but then school wasn't a safe point either. So Then it was my rugby team and I just put all of my effort into rugby and that's all I wanted to do, which also became a little bit tough on my mental health because I felt like I put all my eggs in one basket and that was all that I had. So when I stopped choosing rugby, I felt like I had nothing anymore. And that was like a really harsh reality for myself. So I had to definitely figure out what the heck else I had. And it was kind of a cool journey because I realized I had a lot more going for me than just rugby. But it took a little while to get there.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's basically the same story as myself, you know. I was a okay. rugby as a rugby player as well and 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 kind of just threw everything into it, you know. And as soon as that yep. gets taken away, it's like you're on a trapdoor, right? And
1: the only oh, place 100%. you're going is down. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: takes you on a bit of a weird spiritual slash identity path right where you're just like what the fuck is going on here like
1: (laughs) like what's happening like what 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 do i have anymore like yeah yeah and it was tough too because rugby i still absolutely love the sport it is just uh it just Made my life so different and it took me on so many paths I never expected, especially traveling wise in Canada. I got to go to Germany, I got to go to Japan, I got to experience so many things at such a young age and travel the world when I was not expecting to. And that definitely gave me that little like itch to go travel a bit more. So Mm -hmm. I will never regret the experiences and things that I had with rugby, but it definitely took a toll on me as well with like the mental aspect. Cause you, especially, I think they're getting better now, but when, while I was playing, there was nobody to really help you through the mental part of rugby. You had your coaches, you had your managers and your physio, but nobody helped you with the mental side. And I think that's actually the most important. If you can't get your head right, your head's not going to be in the game. So it, was, it was tough, but it was quite a good journey.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Right. And uh, I completely agree. Like I think, especially, when you get concussed as well, oh my camera's oh, just flicking yeah. around, but that's okay. Um, yeah, when you get concussion, you kind of come out of that or are forced to kind of take a, a back step and and, and yeah. not play as much or not play at all. Like they go is that through this, like yeah, yeah, legit, pretty much, uh, pretty much word for word, like concussion paired with like a pretty serious neck injury and um, oh my and then like I mean, repetitive concussions and my short term memory is pretty shot because of it, but it's okay. I'm still breathing.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, yeah. You, I mean, working in the fitness scene for a long time, you see a lot of people come out and this weird identity crisis. Whether it's from 16 or like 25, kind of like post uni, stop playing sport, had to go corporate nine to five. You know, and they 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 don't know who they are anymore. And I think it's I think sport is great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's one of the best things on the planet. But I think we need to do a better job of like guys like. You're individuals, you're not just like the spot, the position, you know.
1: I had some coaches too that like they really treated it, especially with women's rugby, it's so frustrating because it's it's not a professional sport. Like for most areas, um, it wasn't treated like it at least. Like it's getting better in New Zealand. I found it the most tough because while like from 2016 up until probably 2019, it wasn't being treated like semi-professionally or professionally at all. And they wanted to grow that, but you'd get the coaches that would basically tell you you had to treat it like a professional sport and everything else is on the back burner. But meanwhile, you're not getting paid or anything. You have jobs, you have a life and you have to like maintain all of that while you're trying to treat- a sport professionally when you're not actually getting paid for it or anything that was so frustrating and uh, there's opportunities where I had and I'd speak to coach like hey I've got this really great opportunity what's the likelihood of me like having playing time this weekend and it'd be like this has to be your first priority you only have a 50 50 chance of playing this weekend but it still has to be your priority and it was just like how does that make sense Hmm. So that became quite frustrating, and I, that ended up being what drove me out because I had more of a passion through coaching, and mm-hmm. it was almost like I had to choose between coaching and playing, and that got that got tough as well because I just I felt for my players who had those bad experiences that I did and I really wanted to help them have those positive experiences so I started to shift more over to that and uh, I think that actually helped heal my pain towards rugby a bit as well as a player so that ended up being a good thing.
0: Yeah for sure you kind of you kind of pay it forward right and that that helps you in the in the long term and like the difference between like male and female sport is quite a fascinating
1: thing to dive
0: into right and like that I mean, it's definitely hundred percent not um, not equal, you know. No, still, um, but I think it's getting there. You know, it's it was cool. Like going home, I went home for like ten weeks, and at the time there was some like World Cups were on, and 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 all that type of stuff, and like the disability sport was was being highlighted, the the female <laughs> sport was being highlighted, and it was just all like BBC, ITV was just yeah. littered with sport, and it didn't really matter and you that's really cool yeah it's just like you know talking to people like oh there's the rugby on oh sick what channel is it like oh child two whatever you're like cool it's like what is it they're like oh it's um it's able-bodied now you're like mega is it male able-bodied they're like no no it's female you're like oh sick and you kind of jump in right and you're breaking slowly breaking it down and i think it comes we have to just get it in people's faces
1: yeah for sure
0: hey these are just freaks you know these are freaks of nature really good at sport and they're playing it doesn't matter whether they're bloody male female somewhere in between or they're in a wheelchair or what it doesn't they're playing sport you know this is cool go watch it you know
1: that was one of the coolest things in new zealand as well watching like the women's world cup this year Mm. and seeing the stadium completely sold out as well it was bizarre i had never seen like women's sport have that many people there and actually like interested in cheering for everyone and getting up on their feet it was so cool so that was one of my first experiences actually seeing the women's game have such a big crowd so I think that was a huge step in the right direction as well for yeah. New Zealand
0: it's cool as fuck you know yeah just seeing yeah. a bunch of chicks on a field just going hard you're like fucking yeah. hey this is cool
1: oh yeah you know, go do your like- thing. Oh my gosh. Some of them are just wild to watch as well. Like I find them like, I loved watching men's rugby, but then when I started watching women's rugby and actually getting into it more, I just couldn't believe the skill. Some of them had, like mm. have you see Portia Woodman play. Mm. She's just like another level. <laughs> so it was insane to actually be able to like watch that. And so cool for young girls to be able to actually see it now to aspire to it. Cause that's going to be the biggest thing that helps like grow the game in any sp- for the female like athletes if you actually get to see them you're gonna grow a lot more so that's quite cool
0: 100 you've got something to strive for and it's kind of like touching distance now rather than just this yeah. this fantasy that we're we're dreaming up of right yeah and you know if you're a fan of the sport you're a fan of the sport you're not a fan of like a dude playing the sport for example
1: yeah, yeah. Right?
0: It's, it doesn't matter like the way the game's played might be slightly different But that should interest you because there's a different skill set involved. The speed might be different. The physicality might be different, you know. And I'm just like, wow, this is cool. You know, it's the same of like me playing at home and me playing here. You know, like it's a faster game in New Zealand than it is back home. Back home, we like set piece. We like to beat each other up in the middle of the park.
1: Canada
0: as well. Over here, they like to run around. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, I don't want (laughs) to run.
1: I want more scrums,
0: please, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's so true but then it also is really cool because it makes it so interesting because yeah. every game is just so different everyone plays so differently and it brings like a different aspect to the game and it's so cool to watch
0: yeah yeah it's like um it's um it's a competition of training methodologies at the end of the day and it's yeah. a competition of skill sets rather than just oh you know i want to watch Bowden and barrett play or whoever yes. i'm like great sounds good like he's got this skill set great but then Souls. Ruby Tui over here, she's got a different skill set, you know, and it doesn't, he, she doesn't matter, doesn't fucking matter anymore, guys, it's all sport, god damn, but hey, I want to, I want to sidetrack to the travel, right? Yes, yeah. (laughs) What's the biggest thing you've learned traveling around?
1: Oh gosh, I've learned so many things, but, um, I found money the most interesting while traveling because I always felt like you needed to have a lot of money to be able to travel but in a van realistically it's like you you have a new backyard all the time and the only things that you have to prioritize are gas and food and it's we used a gap at uh, An app (laughs) called Gaspy and that saved like so much on fuel, finding the cheapest fuel. And then, like with groceries and stuff as well, like if you just buy what you need, you're not spending a lot on that either. And I just found that because of all the experiences I got by going to all these places that you could just go to for free, you were just getting to travel and see all these beautiful things, unless you wanted to do something touristy, but you got to move around a lot more because you had such little things to pay for. I know mm-hmm. like the vehicle itself is costly, but if you can learn how to like build what you want to build all of yourself as well, it actually makes it a lot cheaper. Like I, I, the whole van build was just plywood and like offcuts of things. And then we just used friends tools. And actually at one point we only had a electric screwdriver and a handsaw and built the whole van with an electric screwdriver and a handsaw and it worked. <laughs> it lasted. And then, uh, We built it out three times. The third time was like great because it was actual proper tools. (laughs) It worked a lot better, but you can do a lot with, very little things. And I realized you don't actually need a heck of a lot. You don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of things, especially when you're living in something so small, you don't want to have a lot of things either. So it, it became quite a cool, like almost minimalist lifestyle. And um that was quite different for me because I didn't realize how much I had actually accumulated over seven years. <laughs> I had to get a storage unit and then slowly just start selling things and uh, giving them to op shops and stuff. Cause I was like, wow, I have a lot more than I actually need. And I managed to get everything to fit into a van with my partner. So both of our things all fit in one van and I had never had such small amount of things. And it was made it a lot easier to move to Canada because we didn't have as many bags, of course. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is just, minimalized like you don't need a lot to actually be able to travel
0: what how does it feel having less things
1: it's actually really refreshing it was so refreshing like the more things I got rid of it almost became addicting like I just want to get rid of more things but it was like okay some things you do actually need you can't get rid of them but it was really nice to just kind of it, yeah it just it felt really light I was able to just get rid of things that I didn't need anymore and like put things that were in the past just away and stuff as well that I held on to for whatever reason it was it was a breath of fresh air to actually be able to get rid of things
0: yeah it's, I, I definitely feel like it's a bit of a cleansing experience right
1: 100%. um
0: you know I actually kind of went through one this week like I found something that I oh, held cool. in my wallet for like three years and yeah you know I'm just like you know what it's time it's time to get rid of this you know it's just a little piece of paper but I was like okay and you go over to the bin or you burn it or whatever you do right and you just kind of get rid and you're just like you know what I kind of feel like I'm reborn in some sort of way yeah even if it is just like my new and yeah it's definitely is a it's a special experience
1: definitely and it's like Yeah, when you're able to just like, especially if it's something that like used to mean so much, but like, it's just time to move on to get rid of it. Just it does. It's weird how it gives you that kind of feeling where you're just like, wow, that was quite a relief. Or even um, I had something in my vehicle for ages. I had taken rollerblades over from home and I absolutely loved them, but I just didn't use them, but they were like such a part of me from my childhood. And I was just like, I don't know why I'm carrying them around like I don't use them anymore. And while I was in Invocago, there was kids across the street that had like just moved there. Um they were from somewhere over in Africa I believe and they just loved rollerblading they had just like the the plasticky looking ones and I was like I bet you one of those kids is going to grow into my pair of rollerblades so I just went over and they didn't speak much English but they knew what I was doing and they were so stoked and the kid was outside within five minutes trying them on even though they were way too big and trying to rollerblade up and down the street and it was just such a cool feeling so that kind of thing and just op shops and stuff like you feel good about it as well when you can get rid of your things that like you're holding on to when somebody else could be using them
0: 100% man 100% you know you look at something that meant so much to you or used to mean so much to you right and you are just nostalgic of the memory of it meaning so much it doesn't actually mean anything to you anymore you know it's just a material item and um yeah being able to pass that exact item on to somebody else for it to then mean so much to them is a yeah. real real special special yeah, thing for
1: sure.
0: I usually go through a bit of a checklist where I'm like can I fit everything I own into two bags
1: yeah yeah that's a good way to do it
0: <laughs> and like if the answer's no I'm like I gotta chuck my shit out <laughs> I, I go <laughs> I go through a little bit of a crazy phase I'm, like, I'm dumping everything <laughs> like if it's not on my back it's not here I'm like no no it's dude you here. can't you need your laptop. That's a for, good
1: way to do it. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, but I mean, it saves on traveling, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Especially cannot... if you move around a bit as well. Like it would be such a hassle to have so much stuff and constantly have to move all of it. So, oh yeah.
0: One way tickets, man. Swear yep. in my life. <laughs> One way tickets, That's man. A
1: good way to do it.
0: <laughs> People think I'm crazy, but fuck them. <laughs> you know well,
1: my my ticket to new zealand was should have been a one way one way but my dad was adamant that i was going to be home in six months so he made sure there was a return ticket i was like dad don't do a return ticket he's like no nah, you're gonna be home and then it was like a whole year later so he's, nope still not coming i was like sorry dad but yep. yeah seven years later <laughs> I'm Can, back now but Did you use the same funny. ticket um no i think I think you managed to get a refund on it or nice. something, and he ended up coming over to visit me, which was wow. great. <laughs> nice. Let's just turn around. You come over here since you haven't been here.
0: <laughs> it's definitely one hell of a place for for people to to come visit, you know. And I think there's oh, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of spiritual stuff happening here as well, man. Yes. I definitely think so. I think the space helps that, you know. I think any yeah. like open, untouched space where. There's a hell of a lot more nature and a hell of a lot less people. You oh, know? yeah. I think and the people to-
1: are just so kind and friendly and, like, welcoming into the community as well. Like, the North Island I found especially was like that. So it was, yeah. it was just really cool and quite a different experience, especially the culture that brings everyone together as well, yeah. whereas it's not as much like that over here, and that's something I do miss and knew that I would be missing. But it's still going to be quite different because i'm wanting to go down to south america and mexico and just to see like the different kind of culture and stuff down there and what people are like and um just the beautiful scenic stuff as well will be quite mm. awesome
0: again living in a van
1: suv this time it's so a little wow. bit smaller <laughs> but i am excited because the plan is to get a pop up tent for it so it's a nissan xterra and uh bright yellow. <laughs> it looks like a bumblebee, um, but it's great. And so we've built out the whole inside. So right now we're able to sleep in it real tightly, but we're going to get the rooftop tent so we can sleep up there and then have the inside to get all of our clothes and everything. And then we've got drawers that pull right out the back so that you're able to cook outside. And so basically it's going to be a lot more outside than inside, which I kind of like because it forces you to get out and actually go do things because you don't want to be trapped I I can't sit up in it so I won't want to be sitting in it (laughs) so it'll be it'll be good I think it'll be nice in the sense as well that it's a four-wheel drive whereas the van got stuck everywhere so we were always pushing it out (laughs) so this I'm gonna be so stoked to be parking on beaches and not having to worry about like off-roading because in the van everything would just like clonk and fall everywhere and like in that it's a lot smoother
0: you <laughs> your workout right you don't need a gym membership you're just pushing the van everywhere
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> felt like it eh oh my goodness yeah and then having like two dogs as well so wow. two people and two dogs in a van was interesting so this could be more interesting but I think having the rooftop tent will make it a lot more space and the dogs will, they just want to be outside all the time anyway. So anywhere we park up, the whole place is our backyard and they love it.
0: <laughs> what's what's the main motivation uh, to just kind of dot around and be a bit of a nomad and just kind of drive and, and see places?
1: I think just, I don't know. I've always had an interest in travel and I when I moved to New Zealand, like I wanted to travel right, right away. so I was so excited to see New Zealand. And for six solid years, I didn't see anything pretty much because I was working two to three jobs at one time to make ends meet. So I couldn't actually go and do anything. And I was like, what kind of a lifestyle is this? What am I doing? I'm just I know that people have to work their jobs and everything. And they a lot of people have their nine to five. But they I just felt like there was so much more to life than working a nine to five job, making just enough to make ends meet and not actually getting to be happy and explore the world the way I want to. So I was working as a sports coordinator and a personal trainer and a CrossFit instructor at the time that I decided I was like done. I couldn't do it anymore. And I went into the summer with the van just planned to do it for 2 months and then a whole year later i was still doing it and i just i don't know it was just so nice to be able to live such a different lifestyle and live again so minimalist and be able to give like myself and my dogs the experience that they deserve just to be able to roam free and mm. enjoy life and i think that's probably why i love it so much you just feel so free and you get to experience things that Not a lot of people get to experience and the more I did it, the more I wanted to do it to inspire other people to be able to live that lifestyle as well because I hear so many people like, I wish I could do that. I'm like, you can if you really want to. You just have to find a way and people need to know that your job and paying your mortgage like that's not your whole life like you can find ways to save you can find ways to live the life that you really want to live there's you just got to put it in the work and figure out exactly like a plan to be able to do it and then just once you're doing it you kind of just wing it at least that's what I'm doing
0: (laughs) dude I have no idea what I'm doing
1: i feel like nobody does even nah. when they think they do like nobody really knows what they want or what they're doing with their life i swear
0: <laughs> and that, i think that's the point right just kind of yeah. being being okay with being a little confused at times you know and yeah. feeling a little bit lost and i was like yeah great like go get lost man because we're not yeah. making out of this thing a
1: yep exactly
0: you know and well,
1: like the more you do that kind of thing like you actually almost discover yourself more by being in situations that you would never expect to be in and having to learn new things like i being on my own and traveling in a van was just a completely different experience and just moving around and having to learn new things on the road and actually like i have so much more experience actually being able to like fix my vehicle and stuff now because being on the road you had to figure it out one way or another and it it, it was cool it's just it's different it gives you so many different things to learn and uh I am someone that loves new things, new challenges all the time. I think I I like change, so I need mm. things to be changing constantly. And I think with work as well, I got frustrated because a lot of the time I felt so stagnant in my job that I was just like, I'm not learning anything. I'm not progressing. What am I doing with my life? And mm. I feel like when you come out of high school, everyone just goes straight to you need to go to university, then you need to get a good job. And then that's your life set and that's all you're doing. And it's like, there's so much more than just that. And I refused to go to university straightaways. And I was so thankful for my dad, who's, he's a software developer. He's a brilliant man. I thought he would be so like, you have to go to university. And when I said I wasn't, he was like, sweet, go travel, go do those things. And then maybe one day you'll know what you want to do. And it actually helped taking that gap year I did university for two years. I got a degree in applied science, used it kind of, but like still didn't fully use it. But I'm glad I have it at least. But I still, I'm like, I just, I got a job that I could have got without that degree. And I then ended up traveling right after. I didn't end up using it, but <laughs> I just wanted to live life differently.
0: Yeah, man. And that's that's special to have a role model around like that. You know, it's just like, you know what? Go figure it out. And, yeah. you know, you've always got a base to come back to if, if shit really hits the fan. And that's OK, you know, because yeah. we all we all mess up and things happen and we have to kind of retreat back into our cave sometimes and figure it out. Lick our wounds, as my mom used to say, and then just get back out and start fighting lions again. But, you yes. know, eventually we just got to figure it out, you know, yeah. and um I agree. People can people can do whatever the hell they want. You know, like we we really can just go out there and figure it out. You don't need this stellar plan. You know, you got yes. a mortgage, you can sell your house. You know, that yeah. is a possibility. You know, yeah. it is a possibility of just kind of putting a backpack on you and just walking out your front door. That's you know, so like this the age old saying of like people die at 22 and we bury them at 70.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a scary way to put it for sure.
0: It's, it's strange, man. We, we, we. Yeah. We are so uh, resistant to change, yet we are on this thing, i.e. this body bound to it, right, that is supposed to change, grow, develop, and then also decay and die, right, and that's the whole thing, it's the life cycle, and we are just so fixed on working against it, and you're like, uh, why don't we try and work with it, I guess, a little bit, and maybe we can enjoy the ride and the journey.
1: It's so true. You don't, don't always have to have a plan. Like what you had just said before, I was like a hundred percent. I like relate to that. Cause I always felt like I needed to know a million steps ahead before actually starting. But when you really only need that tiny baby step to, and then just keep taking that one foot in front of the other, because it's just crazy. If you, if you keep thinking about way what's ahead and you just can't figure out that middle bit, you're never actually going to start. And I still actually struggle with that, but it's a huge one that I think a lot of people struggle with. So it's cool. Like, yeah, just the one foot in front of the other. Just keep going. Just figure it out as you go. You don't have to know all the answers straight away.
0: That's it, man. I wrote something a while back. and was like, keep your head in the stars and your eyes and your feet. Because the journey of a yes. thousand miles starts with a single step. But we got to walk every day.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's all it is. Just just keep walking. You know, figure it out. Just like just like uh, Dari. Just keep swimming.
1: Yes. You know? I- i love that saying boss i got three questions okay
0: what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received
1: greatest piece of life advice oh gosh my dad always seems to give me the great life advice but he gives me so many but honestly one of like my favorite Quotes, which is like a life advice I guess as well I've got it tattooed on me and it's a difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations and I always took that as like you you can have really muddled up times but you're always going to get somewhere and you just kind of have to ride out those difficult times and you're always going to get to somewhere that you wouldn't expect to as long as you keep pushing through basically and uh, I I really resonated with that because I grew up in a household that had um, alcohol abuse and stuff, and it was it was tough. It was really tough, but I pushed through all that. I moved across the world, and I created this own my own life, and it's been such a magical journey ever since. So, you just got to keep pushing, and I think that's probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> that's that's really beautiful, mate. Yeah. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received?
1: Worst. Oh gosh. Um
0: It's always funny.
1: No. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure I've been given something. I can't think of one A. I'd I'd say See, I feel like I'd be mean if I were to say anything. I feel like anyone that told me like I had to go to university or I had to have a plan would be the worst advice because you don't always have to have a plan. But that's just me personally. I just I I think everyone needs to figure things out at their own pace. And you don't you shouldn't be forced into thinking that you have to do something in order to have a successful life because I think that's kind of bullshit. <laughs>
0: you don't need to do anything you don't have to do anything if you want to go if you want to do it go do it and that's it yeah
1: yeah
0: all right last question what are the three words you tell your younger self
1: three words i tell my younger self yeah oh um there's so many things i'd want to tell my younger self i'd probably tell myself to uh Probably believe mm. in what's ahead. Probably believe in what's ahead, and uh, just yeah. If it's three words, believe in what's, what's ahead. ahead. I'll add like a, a fourth word in there.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm dyslexic. I'll skip that word anyway. It's three okay. to me. It's fine,
1: <laughs> mate. That's the that. There we go. That's that kind of trust the process. That's three. Mm. <laughs> just, that's just good. Gotta- man. And go. again,
0: I, I think you're attacking and overcoming a lot of anxiety there, you know, like we, we, get, we get so in our own head and, and, and spun up into wheels of I need this perfect plan. I need to know where yeah. I'm going to be in 20 years. And it's like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to be in 20 minutes, man.
1: Yeah. You know, like
0: <laughs> things, things happen, you know, we can have all these plans in the world. And then guess what? Life comes in and just tears it up into little pieces and says, figure it out, bitch. And you're like, right, I 100%. guess I got to do that.
1: Oh and my gosh! That's I feel it. like slaps you in the face a lot, and you just have to deal with it and keep going. I actually have had moments where I'm like, something has happened, and I have laughed because I'm like, of course this would happen. <laughs> like, Why? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then you just pick yourself up and you gotta keep going.
0: <laughs> You're like, literally, this is the worst thing that could have happened. You're like, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you might as well have put the cherry on the cake.
1: Yes one week into traveling with my van i was like yes i'm on the road my radiator went one week into starting my travel in my van i was like really <laughs> of all the things to happen and i broke down in the tiniest place but the weird part was where i broke down right directly in front of a uh, um, place that fixes vehicles <laughs> i was like okay well this is a weird coincidence as well so and then it and that's where my journey like fully started and it took me on a completely different path that ended up being amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was like a weird blessing in disguise. when shit happens, it's so you got to look at like there's got to be a reason for it. I always think there's a reason for everything, and there is. It's it's, it's quite cool how life turns out. Hundred
0: <laughs> percent, man. You know everything happens for a reason. I do believe it. You know, sometimes we go down a bad path and something happens and it just slaps you a little bit off track and you go down the yeah. right one, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, thanks for that, guys. <laughs> you know, it's it's when you resist it so much is when shit really hits the fan, you know. Yeah. It's like just, just kind of go with the flow. Sometimes you just got to lay back in those waves and let it take you to paradise. Definitely. Mate, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's- Took us a while to get here, but I'm uh, so glad I did. <laughs>
0: that's all right, man. I, I love hearing stories from people just darting around and, and doing this thing called life. You know, it's like yes. it, it's so fascinating. And I think truth is hidden in people's perspectives. And if I only uh, have my perspective, then I only have one truth, and that is very biased. So I like to hear people's, you know, opinions. I think it's I think it's fascinating. It's it's the beauty of life, you know, just people.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. That's a great way to look at it.
0: Oh, oh thank you. Mate, you're always you're always welcome. You want to talk shit or talk shop? I'm here.
1: Sweet. That sounds great. I'll definitely hit you up again. I would I would love to do this another time.
0: And if I feel like I'm in the Amazon somewhere, I'll uh I'll get on the sat phone <laughs> and be like, yo, I'm lost. Like I need <laughs> I'll I try need to help hand. you
1: out the best I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking for like a bumblebee fucking like SUV, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Stands out for sure.
0: <laughs> I know who that motherfucker is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see <laughs> if I can get a coffee.
1: <laughs> By that time, there'll be a pop-up tent and everything. Might actually have my little like tag on the back of it, so Perfect. you'll find me. <laughs>
0: Perfect, mate. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great we'll, to meet. Uh,
0: you. We'll speak soon.
1: Definitely. Perfect. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks, mate. You. Bye, buddy.